Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Uninformed Podcast. Our podcast is brought to you by myself, Jonah, and I'm with my three boys today. I'm hanging out with uh, Ethan. How, how's it going, my man? Dude, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good. <laughs> oh, dude, good. That's what I was I was hoping you'd say. Yeah. And uh, we also got my other boy, Jared. How's it going? Hope, hope, hope. Oh, I'm, I'm a like dog. It. I'm out of the I, house. Oh, I like it. I like it. Oh, who let and you out? Always last, but never least, my boy Zach. How you doing, brother? Oh, I am just great today. How are you doing, Jonah? Oh, I'm 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 doing well. I'm doing well. So today, I hope to uh, inform you a little more on a topic you might already know or be somewhat familiar with, but I always. I thought it was uh, super fascinating and interesting. How many of you are familiar with sign language? Ooh. I have definitely heard of sign language. You can't see it, but I'm signing to you right now. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to make that joke. Oh, (laughs) I get it. Yeah, so uh, today uh, we're talking about sign language, but it's uh, a more specific area of sign language. Specifically, I'll open it up to you guys. There was once a famous gorilla that was taught and learned sign language. Does anybody oh. know who I'm referencing? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely know about this gorilla. I forget the name. I think it's like Oliver, Oliver, maybe something like that. Ooh, couldn't be further away. <laughs> Good guess, though. Any mm. other guesses? Anybody know? For, does anybody know what a gorilla is? Oh, Zach, you know. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm one. No, uh, <laughs> it's a huge monkey, the big, burly, strong, burly monkey. Scientifically, <laughs> I don't think that's correct, but we'll roll with that. Just, exactly. for the sake of, just for the sake of moving on before you get yourself in trouble here. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> so the name of the gorilla we're going to be talking about is Coco. Yeah, that's, oh, oh Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Coco, Coco might be the most well-known gorilla, probably in the U.S., maybe across the world. But um, when you say Coco, gorilla, sign language, most people who are have ever heard of it, they kind of know who you're talking about. So today we're gonna get a little bit more informed about uh, my girl Coco, the gorilla. So Coco was born on July fourth. 1971 uh it, she was born hanabiko which is japanese for fireworks child which makes sense because she was born on july 4th at the san francisco zoo so coco is technically classified as a member of the western lowland gorilla species which uh today is presently critically endangered meaning it's a uh, they're very, very close to uh, being extinct. So when she was born at the San Francisco Zoo there, Coco, that is, she met a researcher by the name of Francine Patterson, who uh, kind of fell in love with Coco instantly and began taking a massive interest in her. And a year later, in 1972, when Coco was about a year old, uh, she started teaching her sign language, uh, which is what Coco is most famous for. So after the learning of sign language by Coco, she was able to sign over a thousand words 
And she also had the ability to understand over 2,000 spoken English words. Dang. Wow. Just kind of, kind of, that's more than Zach. Yeah. (laughs) I need to step it up. Yeah, you use the same words all the time, buddy. So yeah, true. maybe you could learn a thing or two. From I need Coco. to bolster my vocab. So <laughs> if anybody had to guess, what if you had to compare Coco's level of intelligence to that of a human, what, what stage or what age would you put the two uh, together with? Ethan, how old are you again? <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. Before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with a 12 year old I would say 5th grader I would say 10 year old mm. I want to say you know I'm going to go bold I'm going to say 7th grader wow okay uh, little high there but I like I like the enthusiasm and uh, positiveness <laughs> of, of your guesses uh, so between 1972 and 1977 so that would put Coco roughly between the ages of two and six. Um, Coco was administered several infant IQ tests, uh, and I won't bore you with what they were. But basically, she achieved a score of in the range of 70 to 90, which uh, is comparable to a human infant that is slow, oh. but, but not intellectually impaired. So somebody a little slow, but, you know, they're they're not. They don't have any major intelligent issues. Um, it's okay, but not, so who is closest? Well, I, an infant. So I think whoever said ten. Oh, that that would have been me. Oh yeah. So <laughs> there you go. That's uh, I I right. a, a thousand Jonah Nichols to uh, to Ethan. I'm gonna pause it. Hold is that on. a gorilla in your background? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my dog squeaking a toy. So give me one second here. Your dog Coco. The reason I said twelve is because I've seen chimpanzees take those tests where it's like remember the order of the blocks, and they can get up to like the number eighteen very very quickly. So yeah, they're they're super smart creatures. And another thing to keep in mind is. They're two different species. So comparing a human's intelligence to that of a different animal isn't on this a fair scale, but it's a good litmus test to kind of uh, gauge, you know, where they are, uh, you know, I, not evolutionarily speaking, but where they're at on a scale if they're being compared to humans. So, but yeah, that, that's kind of where Coco scored uh, was in that range. Um, and like I mentioned, it's also important to note that uh, gorillas are not humans, so you you know you can't just be like, well, an infant's pretty dumb. Uh, you know, uh, an infant's intelligence versus a fully grown uh, gorilla. They're even though their intelligence may be on the same level, it's you know an infant's limited in what it can do versus that of a of a gorilla. So, um, but anyway, in, in addition to the language, uh, the sign language Coco learned. Uh, Coco also started to reveal uh, emotions similar to that of humans, uh, and we'll kind of get into that further uh, in this, but Coco very much was, uh, was like a human in many ways when it comes to communicating, expressing emotions. Now, they were expressed differently than that of how humans express it, but she was able to sign language uh, or signal certain emotions 
so in addition to the uh, emotions that Coco revealed, uh, she had other human-like traits. Uh, she was said to have a, a sense of humor and even kind of a bit of a playful mischievousness side. Mm. Uh, maybe you could take that as a little bit of, of sarcastic or, you know, a flirty side, if you will. And we'll kind of get into that, too, when we find out about one of Coco's interests. Uh, oh. but yeah. So Coco was, <laughs> Coco was on the cover of National Geographic uh, twice, I believe, in her life. Um, the second is that, time. Is that ahead. like being on the cover of like GQ or Vogue for a human, but for an animal? Pretty much. Yeah, it would be like being on the cover of GQ, but for Nat, Nat Geo. Although I believe National Geographic, they, they don't they come out with one every month with a new cover. So there might be more of them. Less, uh, less prestigious than a, a GQ or like Times Man, Sexiest Man of the Year. Mm, true, uh, true. Yeah. In 1985, when Coco was uh, doing her second stint on the cover, she was she was interviewed by a, a writer for Nat Geo uh, called Cynth uh, Cynthia Gorney. Uh, so at first, Coco really didn't seem to like Gorney. Um, and using the sign language that Coco knew, she called Cynthia toilet. So she signed the word toilet uh, when uh, Cynthia was speaking to her. And then, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Wow. Yeah. So her, uh, her handler, uh, Patterson, she re reprimanded her and said, Coco, that's not nice. And eventually Coco warmed up during the interview and uh, became, I don't want to say friends, but, you know, warmed up to her and treated her a lot nicer. And um, at one point in, in the interview, uh, Gorney asked, you know, what happens to gorillas when they die? And Coco signed the words comfortable, whole, bye. So basically, you know, they find a hole and bye-bye, they're gone. That sounds more intelligent than a baby to me. Yeah, so that's that's why I said it's it's not comparable on a scale, but the basic you know in, intelligent processing power of the brains that, that's where it would be. Obviously, mm. you know, an infant can't sign or speak or anything like that. But yeah, so Coco is one of the more famous gorillas and is said to be one of the the smarter gorillas. And they have they do certain tests to gauge their intelligence levels. And uh, Coco was one of the few to pass a, uh, a recognition test where they hold up a mirror and they can self-recognize that it's, it's them in the mirror. A lot of gorillas that learn sign language fail that test. Coco actually was one of the, the very few to pass that test, which I thought to have self-awareness to recognize yourself, I think does show a level of intelligence there. Uh, so I, I thought that was pretty cool that Coco had, had passed that. Um, and I also thought it was very cool that, you know, they asked her, what do you, what happens when, when they die? And, and she, and she signed comfortable whole by, so, you know, kind of a, another side into the life of a gorilla and just shows you how aware Coco was as to what was going on. Um, but her, her handler, Pattison, she always reported and, and suspected Coco of, uh, being very intelligent and making uh, several complex uses of signs 
that suggested a more developed degree of cognition than what they thought, and definitely that of higher than non-human primates used for communication. Um, there was a point where um, Coco was able to create her own words. Uh, for example, uh, Coco signed for a ring. She took the words finger and bracelet and combined them together. Uh, wow. Finger bracelet to like That's create insane. the word ring. So the hmm. ability to combine two words to convey a, like a separate thought uh, shows a higher level of intelligence. So I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be the equivalent of never hearing like a word in Spanish, but being able to take two Spanish words, you know, to describe that the one word. So hey, pretty cool stuff. Um, one of the things Coco's most famous for is uh, Coco had cats and Coco loved cats. So it all started off. Uh, this was um, Coco was probably about 14 at this point. I believe it was in 1983. Um, but Coco had signed for Christmas what she wanted and she said she wanted cats. And uh, so they, they gave Coco a stuffed animal of a cat. And afterwards, Coco was not enthused by that. She continually kept signing sad and disappointed. Wow. And, yeah. Jeez. So wow. It's ungrateful. like a gift for Christmas that you try to get them like a lesser gift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like stuff that my parents did to me when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, you know, you wanted Beats by Dre and they give you uh, Beats, but it's spelled B-E-E-T-S. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, knockoffs. Was... Yeah, so Coco knew exactly, you know, what was going on. So on her birthday for July 4th in 1984, they actually let Coco choose her own kitten uh, out of a litter of abandoned kittens, which I thought was kind of bold. I mean, I know they had this relationship with Coco, but you don't really see many animals that are given the choice of another species to take care of. So. Yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. And a kitten at that. I mean, Coco is this big gorilla that could easily do whatever she wanted to to a cat. But so Coco selected uh, this gray male cat and named them All Ball. A-L-L-B-A-L-L. -L -L. What? Uh, All Ball? That's yeah, I, I, don't know, what? I don't know. I don't know the meaning behind the name, but that's just what Coco named, uh, chose to name her cat. So, all ball. All ball. <laughs> yep. So, so Coco uh, really cared for this cat, tried to nurse the cat, and from you know what everybody said was a really good caregiver. And they thought that um, by embracing the nurturing side of Coco, that she would gain even more skills uh, for communicating and expressions of love. Uh, so they were curious to see how that played out uh, with Coco. And uh, she did very well with this cat. And unfortunately, um, later that year, the cat uh, escaped Coco's cage and was killed um, by a car. Oh, and, no. Oh, my God. And even, even sadder, after the cat died, when the trainers told Coco what had happened to All Ball, Coco signed the words bad sad bad 
frown, cry, frown, sad, and trouble. Oh. So all oh. really negative, sad emotions. That breaks and, my heart. Uh, yeah, it was re- like Coco was was by all accounts devastated by what had happened. And uh, it was also reported that they thought they heard Coco making sounds similar to a human crying or weeping. Um, so Coco was very devastated by it. Um, but later on in 1985, they allowed Coco this time to pick out two kittens from a litter. So she named these ones Lips and Smokey. And when they oh, asked her... Where is she getting these ideas for names? Smokey? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the worst name, probably, but Lips is... But- so they they asked her why you know why why lips and uh, Coco uh, essentially signed the word lipstick and the cat had these big like orange lips because it was an orange uh-huh. Manx cat so uh-huh. she uh-huh. like Coco knew what lipstick was knew to shorten it to lips and then named it the cat lips because it had bright orange lips so it's kind of cool that a gorilla like the thought process there you know from lipstick to lips the orange lips we're gonna call the the cat lips so i thought that was that was pretty cool i agree it with is. it's like every oh, yeah definitely their dog spot for having spots or their hamster fluffy yeah, yeah. or their name they name their mom like curvy or something i don't know or do you think um coco could have been jealous of the cat having bright orange lips and then the cat or the and then Coco one in lipstick, maybe at some point, maybe that thought crossed Coco's mind. What? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'll be honest. I won't even begin to uh, picture what the gorilla was thinking. (laughs) I won't say that that thought is asinine, but it's probably close. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm a gorilla whisperer. Who knows? That went right over your head, buddy. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, we're cutting that out. <laughs> no, no, no. We're keeping it. I, I like where you were going with it. Yeah. Um, Wait. <laughs> Too late. What? <laughs> all right. We're, we're getting off the rails here. Way off the rails. Um, so some other cool facts about Coco. Uh, the first time she was on Nat Geo, we covered the second time, which was in 85. She first appeared in October of 78 with a photograph that she actually took of herself. So Coco took a photo of herself and that was the, what was put on the cover. Um, I think it would be, yeah. Would that be the first, first recorded animal selfie? Do you think? I I can't think of anything uh, that would predate that, but. Or think. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't Google animal selfies that often, but I, well, yeah, I don't need to think of another one. You you might have to now. Uh, I, have I would, to. I'd be willing to bet it was probably the first. Um, but yeah, so that was in 78, 85, the second time around. Uh, she appeared on there with uh, her kitten, which was kind of cool. Um, but uh, this was kind of random, but I saw and I thought it kind of kind of related to uh, the uh, human element, but uh, Coco was uh, reported to really like both male and female nipples. Mm. Uh, yeah. So... Continue. Well, and there were several people that said Coco yeah. had 
had signed and requested to see their nipples, basically. Whoa. And there, well, <laughs> hold on. And there was actually a lawsuit brought against uh, the, the Coco, the trainers in the zoo, uh, that alleged that Coco had asked to see female uh, workers' nipples and that um, her handler had pressured people into showing them or showing Coco their nipples saying that Coco had seen her nipples too many times. She deserved to see other people's and uh, she would turn her back and let other, you know, let the, these other women show Coco their nipples. So they actually filed a lawsuit against her. I have no idea what the outcome of that was. Um, I didn't want to put that on my Google search history. I figured it'd be kind of weird when the government comes, but uh, yeah, so that. I do know they were settled out of court, um, but yeah, so there was that. Um, and I know, <laughs> yeah, so Coco died uh, on J- June 19th, 2018. At wow. The age of, yeah, it was about four, four years ago, uh, almost <laughs> four years ago at the uh, age of 46. Jesus. So, yeah, so the average hmm. lifespan for gorillas is somewhere in 35 to 40 years. Yeah, I was going to say like 35 to 40 years. Yeah, for gorillas in <laughs> captivity, they can reach up to 50 um, years just because it's, uh, you know, safer environment. They're not getting getting killed uh, by other predators out there. So 46, Coco had a pretty good run. Uh, one of the things Coco is probably most famous for is her last uh, words before she died. Um, she was doing a, an interview, or I guess it was a video recording, but uh, the final message from her video reads, and this remember, this is all in sign language, uh, but I am gorilla, I am flowers, animals, I am nature, man, Coco, love, earth, Coco love, but man, stupid, stupid, Coco, sorry, Coco cry, time, hurry, fix earth, help earth, hurry, protect earth, nature, see you. Thank you. So essentially your last words were help earth, hurry. Now there's been a lot of debate about why Coco would say this and did, you know, how would Coco have an understanding of what humans were doing to the earth? Uh, what the state of the earth was, you know, global warming, uh, politics, things like that. Uh, A lot of people, there's a lot of skepticism because this was a recorded video that, uh, you know, people in the background might have been signing to Coco and Coco was just mimicking what was being signed to her, essentially being coached as to what to say. Kind of, I, I kind of buy into that theory a little bit, I just don't know how much of a worldly view Coco would have uh, as to what was going on. Uh, however, very powerful words, and I don't think anybody would really, you know, disagree with a lot of what Coco had said. Um, help Earth. Who's against fighting for the Earth? But uh, beautiful last words by my girl Coco. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff out there: documentaries, videos, pictures. Um, Robin Williams got to meet Coco that, um, 
that's a cool video out there. Kind of show that shows more the fun, playful side where Coco was trying on Robin Williams classes. Uh, it's a pretty cool video. It's not too long. You can check it out. There's a whole website uh, dedicated to Coco. You can check it out at coco.org where they talk about the Coco project and how they're trying to um, save uh, animal species, specifically gorillas and the continued studies and uh, improvements and advancements in communications between humans and other species. It's uh, pretty cool. There's a lot of information there. So I highly recommend everybody do their own research. But uh, I just wanted to give you a little bit more background on the most famous gorilla and the one you would probably have heard of before. So that is Coco in a nutshell. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. I want to go watch some videos now of Coco. Yeah. They're pretty <laughs> cool. You can go on YouTube and they have a bunch of like pretty short clips of, you know, just random, random interactions with Coco and uh, she was on that geo. So there's a bunch of articles and stuff about her. Just, mm -hmm. just really cool, cool story. Yeah. I think I've seen the one with her and Robin Williams. Yeah. That's one of the more famous ones. And Coco had met a lot of celebrities out there. Uh, the Robin Williams one was probably one of the more well-known and famous ones just purely because it, it was a pretty cool interaction with the glasses when uh, Coco was trying them on. But, yeah it's pretty pretty interesting all right do you remember i vaguely remember that hearing that as a kid so now that you brought shedding some more light to it i think it's uh makes me want to check it out more later so yeah fun fun bar facts for you you know coco the gorilla ended up learning a thousand words and and was able to pretty much sign uh english to to the humans so it was uh the idea that we taught an a non-human animal uh how to communicate with us i just find like super cool and i think it's a pretty cool advancement and if who knows down the road in our evolutionary chain if gorillas keep advancing over you know hundreds thousands of years do we get to a point where they're like a more primitive human and they can you know, kind of uh, act as a liaison between humans and animals and, and speaking in between for both. Just kind of cool to think about. Very cool. There, I, There's another one that I, I, I should look it up, but I think there was one. I think it was called Oliver. And it was like also a very smart gorilla. And, but it was a male. Coco's a female, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a male one called Oliver, also in the 70s. And it was very uh like sexually aggressive with humans i think i thought i saw a documentary on it and that people thought that maybe it was a crossbreed between a male uh, a, hu a human and a ape i don't know if it was oliver i do know later on in coco's life she kind of left where she was to go to a uh sort of retirement home if you will for gorillas <laughs> where you know it was she was out of the limelight, just kind of relaxed, live her life towards the end there. And she was placed with two separate uh, uh, other gorillas. The, I think the first one died and then they put her with another one. I don't know if one of them was Oliver or not, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure there was not a mix between a human and a gorilla. But that's that's pretty cool 
Yeah, you're, you're probably right. It probably wasn't a mix, but yeah, I, I googled it now. It's he was a he was not a gorilla. He was an, uh, a chimpanzee. He, he walked oh. upright. And he looked similar to a human. That's that's why people thought that. I guess. Gotcha. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you saw a chimpanzee walking like a human, maybe primitive human uh, responses. I could see why people would think that there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there. Yeah. So that's, that's Coco. I'm glad I got to uh, inform you guys a little more on uh, the world's most fascinating gorilla. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Make sure to like, and subscribe anywhere podcasts are found and we will see you next week on the uninformed podcast.